0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Soundbite. I'm Saffron. And I'm Gelado. And today we were going to discuss all our thoughts and findings from the latest E3. Mm. It was a bit of a big one, actually. There was a lot going on this year. Um, Like, I didn't follow it very closely, which we'll probably come across in the episode when I talk about primarily (laughs) Nintendo-related things, again. But it, it feels like there was a lot of news, like a lot of things were announced and talked about and happened.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I followed it actually a little bit more closely than you. Um, I tend not to watch things live because obviously it is like Los Angeles. So it does tend to be a pretty nasty time zone for us um, to, to sort of follow along live. But I did uh, keep an eye on things, particularly in the mornings and stuff like that. And yeah, there were there's quite a few games that I added to my list. I'm never... I'm never crazy about mm. E3, right? Because a lot of E3 is is announcing and talking about the real AAA titles in the very well-established series. And that's not to say that those are bad, but they're kind of inevitable. So there's for me, there's sort of less excitement. And I'm sort of like interested to see what kind of trends are, are going on in the show as a whole. But the sort of interesting and exciting things tend to be you know, in between E3, really, um, rather than at E3.
0: Well, you brought that up when we were discussing it because you said, like, well, there was things like there was the new Elder Scroll game was teased, but obviously it was, yeah, and exactly. then there was the new, uh, like, those new Smash Bros re- announced. Well, obviously there was. <laughs> and you, you're right. Actually, it's a very good point. I remember back in like kind of what, like fifteen years ago, like E3 was exciting because you never knew what was going to get announced, and this was this was when things were sort of like. Hello this is this amazing thing is now gonna happen. Whereas now it kind of feels like this is just the official matter of fact statement and maybe showing off a little bit of information about that.
1: We're also in a in a console, like established console in life cycle, right? Like we're, there were no expectations of a new console. That's true. That's a good point, which does
0: obviously make a big difference in a lot of instances, too, because it wasn't last year. It was the year before how they the kind of give more information about, like, the Switch or the NX at the time, wasn't it? Right. And that was obviously a big deal. Yeah, exactly. I think, was it last year that then Sony and Microsoft both basically went and said, here's our, like, 0.5 models with, yes. with their, like, you yes. know, Xbox One X and the PS4
1: Pro, uh, which are sort of like just upgraded
0: versions of the same thing
1: and that's the other thing as well isn't it that's what sort of changes the the feel of e3 as well when we're getting into this kind of rolling consoles almost Mm, yeah rather than it being brand new things yeah speaking of xbox um one of the games that i'm i was sort of particularly interested in and it is an established um, franchise and that's the new forza horizon forza horizon 4 um which they announced and i think we knew that it I mean, obviously we knew it was coming, but I don't think there were any details before E3, but it's coming out in October. Really interestingly, it's Windows and Xbox simultaneous release, um, which is really cool. Uh, I think that that means that this is just another game that I won't be getting on Xbox. Yeah, well, you said that earlier as well, like it's just another game
0: to add to your Steam library or whatever it will be. Right,
1: because also I don't have an Xbox One X, so if I get it, I will have a slightly hampered experience of it because they will be optimising it for the One X. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Xbox is really being shafted if you're a PC owner, um, which is fine. There's no problem with that. I guess for us, because we've got the consoles and and the gaming PCs,
0: it's usually just a no contest because the PC will almost always win out when there is that option there. Because why would you invest in, like, an Xbox One X when you've already got, like, a more than
1: powerful PC sitting on the desk sort of thing. Exactly. But what I think is really interesting about Horizon 4, there are certain criteria and features in in, um, racing games that people want. Things like loads of cars, dynamic weather, customization, good frame rate and, you know, the ability to very easily sort of play with friends and have lots of content. And typically... In the past, you'd often have to have compromises like, oh, you can get customization, but there are fewer cars or, oh, you can have seasons, but we're not going to have many tracks for you to race on. We've now reached this point because Horizon 4 has all of it. It has absolutely everything that you could possibly want. You know, it has the open shared world. It has loads of cars. It has seasons and weather and customization. And it's, you know, it runs at 60 FPS. Like it's just kind of like even though it's just another ver- you know another number in the series i feel like we've reached this point where you can just be technically offered everything that you would want yeah, it's, that's really cool. Even though it's just an incremental version, I feel like it's sort of reaching this real peak, um, which it, you know. And if it all comes together really well, then it's going to be an amazing game.
0: Which is super strong for Microsoft as well, because it is a Microsoft Studios product, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much more competition as well. Like there's things like Drive Club and uh, what's the other one? There's another similar sort of racing game. You got the Crew as well. Crew, ca- Project Cars. All these games have a very similar sort of like vibe going yes. for them, sort of like not that true racing simulator like, say, the mm. original Forza mm. series, or is it the, is it Aseta, Aseta Corsa?
1: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Aseta Corsa and obviously Gran Turismo as well.
0: Yeah, like they're, they're the simulators, but there's a lot of these some more, I don't want to say arcadey because that makes it, you know, they're not the arcade style, but these sort of more casual racing games but forza really is got that brand behind it by comparison with the other ones which mm. really don't and now that they, it can offer you everything it
1: feels like they're basic on a winner right exactly definitely so i'm i'm a big fan of horizon um and so i am super duper excited for this um even if it's just another one i think that it's going to be i think it's going to be really really good so yeah super excited for that what did you see from e3 that that sort of piqued your interest well, I can say I only actually watched the Nintendo
0: conference, which wasn't really a conference. It was sort of like their, I think it was like a 35-minute like direct sh- that they did instead with, with Reggie. Um, and it talked about some few things. They talked about Smash Bros, which is really cool. Uh, every single Smash Bros character ever is coming back, which is really exciting. They talked about some, some new games. What well, I think was called, uh, was it like Daemon X Machina, which was the first one they opened up with, which is like this really cool kind of mech. <laughs> kind of grimy mech looking looking thing. It looked really, really cool. And then other games that were really interesting is like Octopath Traveller. Again, that looks really interesting. Like yep. a, a really kind of cool, stylized RPG to it. And I was really excited as well by the announcement of things that are getting brought to the Switch as well. Like, there's so many games being brought to the Switch. Yes. Like, for example, they announced there on the, then on the, the stream that uh, Fortnite was going to be on the Switch. And it's like, and by the way, it's on the, the eShop in, like, two hours. And sure enough, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And, and, and like, I don't think there was much discussion about that. I, I, I think it was one of those where... People assumed it was going to go to Switch because it's such a huge console. But it just kind of dropped out of the middle of nowhere. And, you know, have fun. (laughs) And it works, too. And it's it's always cross-play, too. So you can play with PC and uh, Xbox users. You can't play with PlayStation users because Sony are being difficult. Because lol, Sony. (laughs) I I don't get it, personally. But, I mean, because if Microsoft are happy to do it, then why would Sony be? Um, Oh, and Monster Hunter Generations as well. No, sorry. Monster Hunter Generations were uh, Ultimate. I think is the the, the name of it. It's yes. a very typical <laughs> Japanese game, isn't it? Which is adding on more subtitles to things. But I, I, when I was talking to you about it, it just feels like the Switch is the, the, really is the home of Monster Hunter now, in my opinion. Like, it's the perfect mm, console mm. for it, for that like, pick-up-and-play constant little bit of gameplay all the time, which is what Monster Hunter really is all about. Like, don't get me wrong, you can sit there and grind Monster Hunter all day long, but it really is that sort of play for half an hour for like one monster and then put it down. Definitely. Uh, so I really think they're on a winner there. But nothing, like, stood out that I want to kind of gush over massively. I'm just excited for lots of little projects that they uh, that they announced. Hmm. One thing they didn't talk about, quite surprising actually, was they didn't discuss any Labo-related news. No, the The, the, yeah. the Nintendo, like, the cardboard stuff that they're, they're, they're doing. It feels like it's not done what they wanted it to do. But I was reading an article the other day saying that they, they're anticipating it to be more of a slow burner product. Mm, mm. They, they, they want to kind of position it in the same thing as like Wii Sports and Wii Fit, which is like people basically just buy it for the lifetime of the Switch rather than like immediately for like the first couple of month or two of its release. Right. Uh, now, I think they're being optimistic there personally. Um, <laughs> I think most people are like, What? cardboard no and it's a cool idea i'm i don't want to bash them for a cool idea but i think maybe they're being overly optimistic with their sales figures on that one but yeah just it was a really fun um Fun conference as well. Uh, Like, it was fun to watch. It was quick. It was snappy. Because one of the complaints I I heard from a few people who reviewed all the different conferences was that a lot of the different developers tried to be kind of, like, kind of cool and edgy, Hmm. unnecessarily so, and it didn't really work at all. Whereas Nintendo were very much about, here's this game. That's coming soon. Here's another game. That's also out now. And they just... It was very much game-focused, which I can really... I can really get behind, especially in today, like with E three for example. Now, not being as much about these biggest, you know, exciting announcements, they are more about this kind of like setting the official release of things. It almost feels like going through the motions. Whereas Nintendo is like, here's some games, enjoy the
1: games, and I I like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely agreed, agreed. And also, uh, a last like shout out to the relationship between Nintendo and Ubisoft. Oh Um, yeah, (laughs) like we had obviously we had um, Mario and rabbits and. I don't know what, like, Ubisoft must be like, Jesus, we are onto a winner here. Like, Shigeru Miyamoto loves us because, yeah. They've done Mario and Rabbids, and now they're doing, like, a Donkey Kong and Rabbids. And they also announced that um, Star Fox is in, uh, what's it called? Is it called Starlink or something like that? Starlink, yeah. Like, it's just basically Nintendo are just handing Ubisoft all of their most precious franchises. Which is saying
0: something, because, like, that's. Never happens, and considering the fact that Ubisoft isn't like a second party developers exclusively for Nintendo. No, it's not Retro know. Studios.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, it's not the equivalent of something Retro Studios, which are like exclusives. It's just like a uh, Nintendo really like Ubisoft, which is weird because when you think Ubisoft, you think like your traditional AAA games, like you know right. your Assassin's Creed and your your Far Cry's. But Nintendo really like them. Or yeah,
1: there's just there's just something very. I don't know to to me observing you know sort of having having watched the gaming landscape for so many years something like that happening just it really kind of like shook me as as, as sort of like wow I can't believe that this is actually like this is really really a thing this feels more of a relationship
0: between the individuals in charge of the projects rather than the companies as a whole just signing yeah, piece of paper to yeah. make money. Because I don't feel this would happen otherwise. Exactly. You, you said the magic name, didn't
1: you, of uh, Shigeru Miyamoto? Like...
0: If he's on, right. if he likes something, then it usually is on a winner
1: exactly so i I don't know, I'm super excited for that. I'm not excited for Donkey Kong and Rabbits particularly or Starlink necessarily, but just the fact that Nintendo are doing that makes me very excited. Rayman Legends on switch, yeah, absolutely, that's which is good um, so yeah lots lots of cool stuff. There's loads more than what we talked about um I'm sure if you're a gamer, you've been following along, but that was uh that was sort of our, our, our take, our, te- our quick 10 minute, our 10 minute take. Oh my God, 10 minute take. That could be like a, a, that could be, that could have been another name for this. 10 minute take, there you go. But yeah, so I uh, hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, hope Branding. hope we added to the excitement for you for games. Um, and I'm sure these are going to come up as, as full uh, Octal FM episodes in the future.
0: Hmm. We'll likely talk about more of these games in future as well when we, uh, we've we played them ourselves. Uh,
1: but in the meantime, I've been Gelada.
0: And I've been Seferen.
1: And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon.